Game 9 of the Brain Drain Tournament here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Davo. With me as always, we have Kells. Thunder only happens when it's raining. We have Andy. Hello, Ladle Brainers. And Neil, what's going on, man? Hey, I thought we'd play some trivia tonight. I'd love to play trivia tonight. As you mentioned, this is... We're, we're about to begin game nine of the Brain Drain t- Tournament. Uh, currently, tournament-wise, Kells has a commanding lead. What we're doing this time is everybody started with 2,020 points. And after every game of the tournament, we subtract your score from 2020. And whoever gets to zero first wins the game. Kells currently has 620 points uh, compared to 720 for Andy. And 727 for Devo. So, Neil, you're our math guru. You're the sensei. Well, at least I know how to use a spreadsheet. Yes. (laughs) Which counts as a math guru as far as I'm concerned. So, is there a way for me in last place to catch Kells? Um, If I had a... I was going to say if I had a deep cut Batman episode, maybe you could pull it off, but I'm not so sure if Kells is still playing because he knows a little bit, especially movie wise. Yeah. So I'm trying to think if there, I mean, D and D, if I did a D and D topic, you could probably oh, yeah, make up ruined. most of that. Yes. So you have to start mentally preparing yourself, Devo, for a concession speech and a peaceful transition. I don't have to worry about peaceful transitions. I haven't won one of these. Oh, right. At all. So I'm just curious what that would feel like at some point. So, yeah, I I mean, it's possible. Um, I mean, Macy was doing pretty well when she was still playing the tournament, and then she had a really bad game and... um, Was still beating all of us. Well, well, yeah, she never (laughs) caught up to Kells quite, but... Right. Okay. Very close then. So it's what you're saying is it's going to be tough, and we need to have a Dungeons and Dragons episode. That's what I heard. <laughs> Something so like that, yeah. If, if anybody out there wants to write up some awesome Dungeons and Dragons no, questions, no, no, no. Ho- hopefully, <laughs> no. the stupid tournament will be over before uh, <sighs> before we get before this actually airs because we're a week or two ahead, right? Yes. I didn't mean to say stupid tournament, but yeah. It is a longer tournament for us. It is a longer tournament. It is a more challenging tournament. So, again, send in those Dungeons & Dragons questions to Davo (laughs) at brainladle.com. No, 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 no. He should should send them to to me. You also want to see the questions first. Oh, no. No, you're right. I misspoke. (laughs) (laughs) So, for the Brain Drain Tournament, we kind of have a catch where we have a, a question that we call the Double Down. Double down. Uh, for each for each of the players, I randomly selected a question that they can, uh, if, if they get it right, they get a bonus 10 points. If they get it wrong, their opponents each get 10 points. So each week we have a theme, and within that theme we've got six categories of four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points with a few bonus points thrown in here and there. And then a final question, which is worth up to 100 points. The themes for this tournament have all kind of been related to 2020 in one way or another. 
I decided to kind of go a different route this time. This one is only related to 2020 in that it is 100 years earlier. What? So the entire theme is 1920. Yeah. Man, Andy's going to kill. We are so dead. No, no, I'm no, no. I'm not no. a time traveler. I, I know not <laughs> of these 1920s. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's very little, like, political type stuff in here. Okay. In fact, um, what? I'm, I'm wondering what the bo- top box office hit of 1920s is. Uh, Kells? <laughs> what you got box there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Man Walks Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were a little bit more sophisticated than that, but uh, there weren't any talkies yet, I don't think. so. Wow. But no, I do not. I don't have a movie category. I don't have a music category. I do have a sports category, though. Okay. Okay. Which is our first category. Ooh. And we have a new type of question that I just kind of came up with. What? We'll see how it works. I'm calling it the hard mode. You know, some hard of our questions mode. we have an easy mode where I'll give you a little bit more information if you need it, and you only get half points. For the hard mode, I'll, I'll tell you what the actual question is. You can answer that for ten points. If you want, if you think that's too easy, and you want to, you want to try a harder challenge. You'll get a, you'll get an extra ten points if you get the hard mode part of the question correct. But it's all or nothing. Ugh. If you miss the hard mode, you lose all twenty points. All right. So the first question is in September. The American Professional Football Association, which was founded, which became the National Football League a few years later. What are the only two teams that remain from the AFP or the APFA, the American Professional Football League, or the original NFL? So if you know that one, you can opt for the hard mode for bonus points. Ooh. I'll be lucky if I got these these two right, so I'm just gonna stay. I'm staying pat. I'm gonna go with this. I'm not gonna try the hard mode. If yeah. it were any other cat, any other topic besides 1920, <laughs> I might be tempted. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm locked in with my two. And you'll get five points each for him. So, yay, okay. Andy. Are you uh, thinking or? No, I locked in. Okay, so nobody wants the hard mode. No hard mode. And when I do the hard mode, I'm going to try to make them hard. In this case, the hard mode question was, who was the first president of the APFA? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm really glad I stuck, yeah. stuck with the it's, it's a good bit of trivia, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, Kels, what's your answer? I said the bears and the lions. Okay. Deva? I was thinking Detroit, definitely, but I said the Bears and the Packers. Ah. Andy? I think it's the Cardinals and the Packers. Well, you each got five points. The The two teams were the Decatur Staley's, which became the Chicago Bears. Yeah. And the Arizona, or at the time, I think it was Chicago Cardinals at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, they were in mm-hmm. Chicago. And then they moved to... St. Louis. St. Louis, and now they're in Arizona. Huh. And the first head of the APFA 
which was, again, it turned into the National Football League, I think, two years later, was Jim Thorpe. Really? I think it was kind of a... Kind of a ceremonial sort of thing. I don't think he was actually running the league. I think it was. I think they head. wanted a name rec- name brand recognition. You know. Uh, we should get somebody to be the figurehead of Brain Ladle. I thought that was me. I never win. No, you're kind of the Robin of bad of of Brain Ladle. I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Maybe Obama could fit in fill in for us. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, he's kind of. You don't think he would do it for free because we're good guys? For, yeah. We could ask. Well, you ask him, Kels. You, you know. You him talk right. to him and let us know. I, I, I will get back to you. Thank you. I, 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 I'll shoot him a text. <laughs> Yo, Barry. <laughs> Question two What Gotham team lost the 1920 World Series? Uh, I'll give you full points for their common name at the time and half points for their current name. Oh. Mm. Locked in. I think I know what you're talking about. I'm locked in with the, I guess. I'm locked in as well. All right. Deva? The New York Giants. Andy? I think you're talking about the Metropolitans, which are now known as the Mets. And Kells. Yeah. I said the Highlanders, and then, then uh, they're now the Yankees. The job of a chimney sweep comes with a great deal of responsibility. Okay. What All is right. the clicking? It sounds like she's cocking a shotgun at the beginning. Of it. That's why that's terrifying to me. <laughs> it seems like she's threatening us. She's getting her brushes together. Oh. You know? Well... So I tried to put a clue in there for, with Gotham. The team at the time was most commonly known as the Brooklyn Robins. They are. Yeah, I was thinking oh. that. They are now known as Ooh. the Dodgers. I was thinking that. Dang it. Ooh, boy, I'm glad I'm not Dave. That one would sting. Well, nothing stings when you're in last place. <laughs> yeah, but still, that one's got to hurt. Oh, That's no, it really be. doesn't. No, I feel fine. <laughs> Do you know why they were? Do you know why they were called the Dodgers? Dodging trolley cars. Trolley, yeah, they were trolley, the trolley Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah. Question three: The heavyweight champion boxer during 1920 was known as Kid Blackie and the Manasseh Mahler. What is his real name? All I can think oh, of is I'm going to have to use my fist on the chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in. Chupacabra. Uh, I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. Chupacabra means goat sucker. Andy? It's Jack Dempsey. Kells? Yes, Jack Dempsey. And Devo? I said Jack Dempsey. Well, the correct answer is Jack Dempsey. A follow-up question. Can any one of us name another boxer from that decade? Because I can't. That decade... Dempsey, Gene Tooney? Oh. oh. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think Dempsey beat Tooney. And that's somebody why else keyed up. That's why you're winning the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Question four. Along with Babe Ruth, what horse was named the New York Times Athlete of the Year? Locked, locked in. No. All right, I'm locked in. Um, no. 
I don't think that's right, but I'm locked in. Um, yeah, I'm locked in, but I'll I'll tell you what I was gonna write. Okay, Kels. All right, when you said what horse, I was thinking like, oh, he's talking about the iron horse, and I was about to write it down, Lou Gary. Lou Gary. <laughs> <laughs> But I scratched it out and I said secretary, which I know is wrong. Dave? I was thinking affirmed, but I wrote down Sea Biscuit. And Andy? I totally went the Kelvin route. I wrote down Lou Gehrig, the Iron Horse. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. When and how you sweep is it? Oh. <laughs> you mean Lou Gehrig wasn't the horse of the year? <laughs> You uh, shut up. The correct answer <laughs> is Man of War. Oh. Man. So Man of War is in the pedigree of almost all American racehorses now. Mm-hmm. And there was a race that was called at the time the match race of the century that was run between uh, Man of War's son, War Admiral, and his grandson, Seabiscuit. Oh, wow. wow. I did not realize that connection was there. Yeah. Well, pretty much, pretty much any horse that is good today has uh, Man of War somewhere in its uh, hmm. lineage. A splash of Man of War, as it were. <laughs> well, at the end of round one, Kells has fifteen, Devo has fifteen, and Andy has fifteen. <laughs> wow! Well, tearing it up. Woo. So let's move on to births. Birth. These are people that were born. In 1920. Okay. And I'm, I think I'm going to regret this, although probably not as much as you guys are. Oh, God. Uh, our first question is a pressure luck question where I'm going to start describing a person. Mm-hmm. As soon as you know who it is, uh, shout out and I will stop. And that's all clues anybody's going to get. Ooh. Okay. That's I like it. All right. So, born on January 6th in Korea... He converted to Christianity at an early age. He was accused of being a South Korean spy and put into a North Korean labor camp in 1947 until the camp was liberated during the Korean War. He founded the Unification Church, which became known for massive blessing ceremonies. Locked in. Okay. So stop. Yeah. I have no idea. I'll lock in. Born in Korea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. Let's see. I'm this like, is not. This isn't a member of BTS, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're quite that old. Yeah. Well, they yeah, are he, magical. He, he would be, well, a hundred years old, wouldn't he? Just would about. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Almost on the nose. <laughs> Almost on the nose. Let me do the math here. So everybody's locked in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll just finish reading the question. Uh, he became known for massive blessing ceremonies with as many as 360,000 couples. He was convicted in the U.S. for tax evasion in 1982 and had relationships with Gorbachev, both Presidents Bush, and Louis Farrakhan. Who is he? Let's start with Devo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said Moon, last name of Moon. Okay. Andy? The Reverend Sun Moon. And Kells. Uh, I started to write Creflo Dollar, but then I, I scratched that out and I said, uh, Oral Roberts. <laughs> wow. 
I like the idea of Oral Roberts in a Korean concentration camp. <laughs> Why not? Uh, well, the correct answer is Sun Myung Moon. Yay! I knew there was a dude named Moon. That his weird, his like followers that. were kind of uh, were nicknamed the Moonies. Mm. All right, question two. James Doohan was born in Vancouver, British Columbia in 1920. What is the full name of the character he was most well-known for in the 1960s? Locked in. Locked in. I have easy mode if you need it for half points. Please. You need easy mode? Yes. Uh, easy mode is the character was on Star Trek. Hello? Uh, <laughs> he just quit. Star Trek question? Really? I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Andy? Montgomery Scott. Kells? Uh, I said Spock. And Devo? Montgomery Scott. Correct answer is Montgomery Scott. Kells, have you not seen the classic Star Trek series? The no. Rich- no. What? Really? You've seen The Godfather 10,500 times and you haven't watched one episode of the old Star Trek? Okay, that one's, doesn't work in this this scenario, Devo. Does see it? Dang it! Doesn't. One's yeah, a movie. Sorry. Uh, one's one's a critically acclaimed movie. The, the other one's a nerdy cult thing. But nonetheless, have you Next Generation? Any of the Star Trek? Uh... Next Generation, yeah, because okay. that used to come on. Did you see TV? the Star Trek movies? Yeah. Well, like the, like which which Star Trek? Movies? The original ones. No. Star Trek: The Movie, The Search for Spock. Um, Wrath of Khan? Wrath of Khan. Ah, nope. You gotta watch Wrath of Khan just to do your just to watch the overacting Olympics. That is <laughs> yeah, truly it is so good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wrath and then you'll Khan's understand Olympics. why the, the most recent reboot of Star Trek and their Khan uh, is so good, yeah. Right, Devo? Absolutely. <laughs> Stop it, Andy, he's gonna hurt himself. Couldn't agree more, Andy. Oh, when, when young Spock goes, Con! Isn't yes. that so... <laughs> and just as he says it, there's a lens flare. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. There's no lens flare there. Mm. Don't, don't and perfect. And they're flying Apple Store. <laughs> <sighs> We're done. Okay. Question three. What future pope was born in Poland in 1920? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Kels. John Paul II. David. All the cool kids called him JP2. And Andy. <laughs> Nobody called him JP2. Pope John Paul II. Our apologies to our Catholic listening audience. Correct answer is John Paul II. JP2, boy. <laughs> no, don't ever do that again. <laughs> boy. <laughs> so question four. This is one where I might have made it too hard because I know nothing about baseball. But the question is, what longtime St. Louis Cardinal, known for his unique batting stance, was born on November 21st, 1920? Locked in. Ooh, yeah, okay. I'm locked in. I spelled it wrong. I spelled it so wrong, but I'm locked in. So he'd be playing in the World War II era. 
Albert Pujols, Andy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be ridiculous, Kelsey. Yeah, it's Ozzie right. Smith. Ozzie oh, yeah. Smith. It's the Wizard of Oz. It's the Wizard he of Oz. He did seem like he played forever. He had the nickname <laughs> before the books. <laughs> Little known <I>, fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm locked in. Jim Edmonds. Dave? Uh, I said Stan Musial, but I wrote down <sighs> musical. <laughs> so wow. I took, That's yeah. what it is. Stan musical. Yeah. <laughs> Andy? Um, I uh, I believe it was Big Poppy's dad, Little Poppy. <laughs> Not <Counts>. bigger Poppy. <laughs> no. Nobody's bigger than Big Poppy. Stand the man. Music. Oh, yeah. Stand the man was the right answer. He's it is the right it. answer. Yeah, apparently there's a, there's a statue of him outside. Is it Bush Stadium or whatever yeah, stadium they play Bush in now? Stadium. Where he and his stance does look kind of weird. He did that like high kick. Well, not the high kick, but like his leg goes really high. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it it looks like if I remember right, his knees were kind of together. Oh, and yeah, I don't know. That's a power hitter stance where you kind of pigeon toe Mm -hmm. that solid base. Yeah, all right, at the end of round two. Kels has 35, Andy 45, Devo 55. Did I, did I get that right? You did. I think Devo so. swept that category? I did. Wow. Wow. I know job, stuff. Devo. I'm smart. Indeed. <laughs> Look at you. I'm so proud. <laughs> category three is current events. 1920 oh. style? Yep. <laughs> Wow. I was going to call it history, but it wasn't really history at the time. So That's true. Question one. What explorer and U.S. Navy admiral who died in 1920 claimed to be the first person to reach the North Pole? Locked in. I'm locked in. Only got one admiral. Admiral, like, swimming Ackbar. around up there. It's Ackbar. No, not him. He's British, though. <laughs> no, he's not. He's Montana Murray. The ones ones swimming around up there. Uh, No. I don't think he was swimming at the North Pole. (laughs) Uh, Man, I can't think of it. I'm just going to write something down. I'm locked in. Andy? Uh, Admiral Perry. Dick Kels? Nelson. And David? I wrote down Bird. It was Robert Peary. Perry. Fun fact, um, he was able to reach the pole, and he takes most of the fame, but he points to his uh, captain that really kind of made the whole trip work, uh, mm-hmm. a young captain, uh, Captain Crunch. Uh, stop, and stop. Uh, since fact, if we could, if we could um, just trank Andy right now. He got the nickname because <laughs> of the crunching ice. I'm tempted to. <laughs> I'm tempted to uh, subtract some points, but we don't really have that covered in the rules. Uh, you, you don't have a moral and ethics clause in the, in the rules. Yellow card, you know, if you don't want to talk about American Hero and Veterans Day, I guess that's your thing, not mine. He didn't serve. 
Stop. He served he healthy French. breakfasts for 60 years. <laughs> Not that healthy. Yeah, you got skin hanging from the roof of your mouth today. Because <laughs> <laughs> So Andy, I thought for a second there you were going to be you were actually being serious and I was going to mention that uh there's actually some doubt now whether or not he made it. Um Yeah. So it's possible he didn't do it, but there's really no way to know anymore. So All right, question 2 in category 3 is Kells double down. Ooh. Double down. All right. On January 13, 1920, the New York Times ridiculed Robert H. Goddard, who had written an article describing how spaceflight might be possible. Now, the Goddard Space Flight Center is one of NASA's major space research facilities. In what U.S. state is the Goddard Space Flight Center? Hmm. This would be super easy if you lived near there, probably. <laughs> or related to one of the there's 10,000 people that work at this at this facility right I'm locked in <laughs> this would be easy if you knew the answer <laughs> so I feel like it's too if you were long. somehow connected to the answer you'd probably know it like it's Two obvious answers. Or I'm not two. Connected yeah, to I, answers. I'm in the same boat, Kels. I I think my both of my answers are, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on dude. brand for mm -hmm. space flight. That's what I, I did. think. This is Trixie. Flat out, I just did it. <laughs> this is Trixie. But um, see, the thing is, if you get it wrong, Andy, you still get points because <laughs> I'm guaranteed to get it <laughs> right. You got a 2% chance if you just write down a state. No, thanks, Davo. <laughs> yeah. You're peach. Um, That's good math, Davo. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I believe that's all of us, sir. Oh, you're locked in. Okay, Kells? I said North Carolina. Davo? I said Florida. And Andy? I said Florida. Sweep the leg. The correct answer is Maryland. Maryland. Never would have guessed Maryland. Not me either. As evidenced by our guess. Mm-hmm. But still, I got points. You did. So at the time in the in the 20s when he wrote this article, um, he said, you know, you could have a rocket that would send people into space, and people like the editorial staff at the New York Times were like. Well, that's crazy. Space is a vacuum. There's nothing for the rocket to push against. And Goddard was like, well, no, because Newton described the third law of, uh, you know, Newton's third law, which mm -hmm. says that for each each action, there's a equal and opposite reaction. But nobody really got it at the time. So on, what day was it? July 17th, 1969, the New York Times printed a correction. <laughs> oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. The day after we landed on the moon, they said, well, we might have been wrong about that in 1920. That's cool. That is cool. Well done. <laughs> All right. So uh, everybody got it wrong. However, Dave and Andy each got 10 points. Yes. Thanks to Kells. I'm Marv Albert over here. Yes. And it counts. Question three. <laughs> The 1920 Summer Olympics were the first to display the Olympic flag with the five rings. In what country was the 1920 Summer Olympics held? I am so tired of these Olympic questions. 
See, this this show has made me want to just dedicate yeah. time and energy to studying the Olympics and the periodic. If table. I just knew where every Olympics were, I think I would be winning this show in general. This this would this would this would just not be my double down, right? This one. <laughs> uh, I'm no, not sorry. Doing... Completely by random. Random chance. I'm locked in. I have no shot at that one. I got nothing. Um, what country owns the Crunch Islands? That's where they were held. The Crunch Islands are owned by the world. Yeah. <laughs> They're, They're a protector of all. Right. To, to see. Oh, to oh think God. that somehow some imperialistic nation would try to control the flow of Crunch Berries is, is troubling. That That's where your brain would go. The spice must flow. Oh. <laughs> that son of a bitch has been telling lies. <laughs> I'm going to punt. Bring out special teams. For the long. All right, so is everybody locked in? Yes. Let's start with Andy. Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. Kick is away. There's a high, twisting, hang time spiral. Love that, man. That's so good. And Kels? <laughs> I believe they were in Antwerp, which is in Belgium. And Devo. I said they're in Stockholm, which is in Sweden. Mm. Well, Devo, you're correct that Stockholm is in Sweden. However, Thank the Olympics you. were in Belgium. <laughs> right up. I like wow. to be right even when I'm wrong. You know. And yet he still was able to show displeasure. Yeah. Disdain, even. Yeah. So besides the fact that uh, that was the first Olympics that had the Olympic flag, it's notable in another way in that that Olympics had the oldest medal winner ever. Yeah. Sweden's Oscar Swan won a silver medal for the team's double shot running deer contest. What the he hell was, was that? 72. <laughs> <laughs> 72? He was 73 years old. Double shot running deer. Basically, what it was is they had a large deer-sized target uh, that moved, that was like pulled along a track or something, and you had to shoot it twice, I believe. That doesn't sound nice. near as cool as I envisioned. Yeah, I, I, envisioned, I envisioned a bunch of guys having to take two shots of whiskey really quickly <laughs> And then race on John Deere tractors. No, that's the double shot wild turkey event. Oh. Mm. See, the double shot running deer event is you get a bunch of people in their Olympic outfits stalking deer through the woods. (laughs) (laughs) And they each have a gun with two shots. (laughs) Yeah, as as far as I can tell. round is for yourself. As far as I could tell, I think this was the last year that they had this particular event. Um, oh. Although they had it for a few a few Olympics beforehand, and I don't Man, think any so... deer were harmed. Okay, oh. I don't want to hear about like oh the skateboarding is so silly to have in the Olympics. No, <laughs> running deer is stupid. So who, who by the way, the not only you're Jessica Tandy, <laughs> <laughs> it's him Cronin, you know. Not when only is Oscar compete. Swan the oldest medal winner with a silver at 72, he's also the world's oldest gold medalist from the 1912 Olympics, where he he was nearly 65 at the time Man, for the same, same event. The same event. What Dated was Oscar Betty Swan White? from? 
Stockholm, Sweden. Stockholm. Oh, he's from Sweden. Wow. I don't know if he was from Stockholm. Yeah, uh, we're gonna say he's from Stockholm. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna tie it back to my run answer. That's what you were thinking, huh, Devo? Total. I was Oscar Swan. Yeah, obviously. All right. Question four. Confectioner Hans Riegel of Bonn, Germany, started a company in 1920. What is that company's most famous product? They make as many as 100 million of them per day today. Locked in. 1920. Hmm. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I don't know. I'm locked I'm in, locked. I guess. I'm locked in. Okay. Let's start with Andy. I'm going to go with the bonbon. Okay. Kels? Uh, uh, Peggy Bundy's favorite snack. I said the bonbons as well. And Devo? I didn't pick up the bon hint. I said M&M's, to be honest. Ah. The job of a chimney sweep comes with a great deal of responsibility. So you guys picked up on the bond part. Um, but Hans Regal is also part of it. If you take the first oh, two letters sure. of Hans Regal and Bon, you end up with Haribo, jelly beans, gummy bears. Gummy, gummy. Bears. I love those gummy oh. bears. They're good. Haribo. Oh, wow. Wow. Rats. Sorry, that was that was a little little tough. I think. No, no I liked that. That no, was good. good. All right. Well, it is not a high scoring game. However. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kells has 45. Devo and Andy are tied at 65. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Which brings yeah. us to category... Anytime we're ahead of Kells, it feels like it's a good day. You have a commanding league over, over Kells right now. <laughs> yeah. Almost 50% more points. Than <laughs> category four is literature. Books. Uh, question one. Czech author Carol Capek's novel R.U.R. introduced what word into the English language? I'm going to punt. I have never heard of this book. <laughs> I read this book in junior high. Were you in junior high in the Czech Republic? <laughs> <laughs> it's been translated into English. Oh. I'm locked in. This is a science fiction book. Is it? And I can't come up with the word. It is space. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? 1920 science fiction. <laughs> All right, I have a. Since you have, I'm, you I'm locked there, I've got in. A guess, but I've I've already hunted. I'm I'm I know I'm wrong, and when I hear it, I'm gonna know it. We all, right. all will. Kels. I said beatnik. Andy? Saucer? And David? Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. <laughs> He's happy for his own punt. Exactly. <laughs> it never fails. So, David, what was your guess going to be that you thought of after you punted? Uh, flying saucer. Oh, well, you're all wrong. Cool. Uh, <laughs> and he's gleeful. Are you are? Uh, when translated, stands for Rossum's Universal Robots. Robot. Right. Robot. Oh, no. Ah. 
Robot was a Slavic word meaning forced laborer. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Huh. That's interesting. I don't want to call them robots anymore. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm going to stick with droids. Droids. I like the word automatons. <laughs> <laughs> it is a cool word. It's great. <laughs> Question two. What mystery writer's first novel was released in the U.S. in October 1920? Locked in. Locked in. I'm locked in. Andy? Agatha Christie. Deva? Agatha Christie. And Kells? At least I'll be in good company. I said Agatha Christie. You're all correct. Yes. Yay! So if you need another reason to hate 2020... Uh, her play Mousetrap had been the longest running play uh, in history. It was, was running s- since 1952 mm-hmm. until it was shut down in 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, oh man. Wow. So it had been going for, what was that, 68 years? Wow. Wow. All right, question three. Main Street is one of the best known satirical novels by what Nobel Prize winning author? And I have an easy mode if you need it. We'll just call that the Devo mode. I'm going to take take the easy mode. Same here. Is that everybody? Yes. Easy mode is other novels include Babbitt, Aerosmith, and Elmer Gantry. Cool. That's so cool. Elmer Gantry. I feel like somebody won an Oscar for Black. hurt my soul. I am not the slightest. Neither do I. Uh... Uh, I'm locked in. I am locked in. All right. Devo. Ratio Alger. Kells. Bismo Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> Fudge. Um, Sinclair Lewis. Thank you, Andy. It is Sinclair Lewis. Yeah. You honestly look at the band Aerosmith and think they came up with that name on their own? Andy, don't be looking down on us like we're a couple of plebs. You're, you knew that because of the Aerosmith thing. <laughs> Sensei's proud of me. Don't ruin this moment for me. <laughs> I don't know if proud's the right word. Just not disappointed. See? Wow. Another moment's ruined. Thanks, Davo. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. Huh. I just looked it up, and that is actually how they got their name. What? <laughs> <laughs> so not only was he ambivalent about what you said, he fact-checked you. <laughs> he fact-checked <laughs> Well, I didn't really put it together because they're not spelled the same. No, they're not. But at the same time, I mean, I like Aerosmith. Uh, well, the early stuff. They're not rocket scientists either. They're not yeah. really well, that good with wordplay. They liked cocaine. So. <clears throat> they really did. Question four. 1920 was near the beginning of what cultural movement that included authors like Langston Hughes, Zora Neale Hurston, and Claude McKay? Locked in. Oh, I know what that is because of shame. (laughs) As in, we had this question before and you you watched it. Well, it was a very similar question. The Black History episode filled me with shame. Um, And I could see you learned a valuable lesson from that and went on to uh, correct the errors of your ways. I tried my best. I'm probably yeah. wrong. 
Yeah, Cersei Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in. Kels? Harlem Renaissance. Yes! <laughs> the Harlem Renaissance. <laughs> and Devo should I guess that you answered Harlem Renaissance also? I did. That is I correct. Did. <laughs> Well done, Davo. You got an answer right that most high school history students get right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. At the, end, <laughs> at the end of round four, Kells has 65, Davo 85, Andy 90. I'm hoping that someone's going to break three three digits pretty soon. Yeah. But it might not be this category, which is science. Oh. oh. <laughs> And Andy, I'm just, I'm just, I don't normally do this, but I'm just going to spoil it for you. Your double down is in this category. <laughs> double down. Andy screwed. <laughs> well, at least you guys all get some points. Okay, we're going to start with an easy one. This one's not your double down. <laughs> I figured when you said an easy one. <laughs> what is 1920 in Roman numerals? Oh. Um, blocked in. I'm not sure how this is science, but okay. Yeah, science, math. Kind of all goes together. Locked in. See, I would think of this as a language question. I don't think this has anything to do with math or science. Well, it does have to do with math, because it's a number. Well, yeah, but... We don't like it when you guys fight, okay? (laughs) Well, yeah, okay, I'm good. I'm good. All right. I'm locked in. Andy. Mr. Smarty Pants. MCMXX. Deva. MCMXX. And Kels. Man Crush Monday XX. (laughs) Which makes that a dirty movie. MCMXX. I feel like I should take points off for you, Kels. (laughs) Please don't. I need them. That is correct. MCMXX. Yay. Question two. In approximately 1920, near present-day Kinshasa, what current-day pandemic first appeared in humans? It's hard to pin down the, the exact year, but Locked it's somewhere in? around 1920. Current-day pandemic. Okay. I'm going to lock in. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm locked in. The boogie woogie flu was was just terrible in the year 1920. All right, let's start with Kells. Uh, I said malaria. Andy? H1N1. And Devo? HIV. One of you got it right. The uh, correct answer is HIV. Yeah. What? I don't mean to cheer that, but... All right. I didn't realize it'd be that early. Huh. Huh. I would never guess that. I was really confident I was right. No, the Heine virus didn't show up for a while. No. The Spanish flu was H1N1. Oh, well. Yeah. That was a, a couple years early, though. And stop calling it the Heine virus. That's not going to catch. I would... You keep trying to make that happen. It's not happening. I've been trying to make that happen it, for a long time. Let it go. Time. Let it go. It's too good. 
Someone will appreciate my genius someday. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, this one is your double down. Do, do, do. Double down. Question three. In 1920, American astronomer A.E. Douglas founded the science of dendrochronology. What is dendrochronology? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. I feel like we've had this um something like this question before. Andy. Uh dating uh climatic or weather events or, or giant effects uh events using tree rings. Deva? I I said dating things by tree rings. And Kels. My answer more resembles Devo's, and I said dating by tree rings. Um, I'll give you all credit for that. Uh, he he was an astronomer. I was kind of hoping that that would throw you off. The reason he was studying tree rings was to find the effects of various like solar events on trees. But he realized that they could just be used for dating trees. Oh, wow. And so you all got it right. Andy. Good job. I can relax with the rest of science. <laughs> Question four. On April 26th in Romania, Emil Rakovita, and I'm sure I'm missing, mangling that name, founded the first institute for the study of speleology. What is speleology? It's probably not when you drink too much vodka and you spiel. <laughs> you can date the spiel by the sausage decay here and here. <laughs> oh, that's nasty and funny. <laughs> oh, speleology. Locked in. I'm looking at Ray Guy. He's giving me the wave off. I've already used special teams. Uh, all right. I'm locked in with an answer. I really wanted to sweep this category, and I. Just not gonna. I'm very fascinated with these kinds of. I'm locked in. This terminology. So I'm gonna be very interested in the answer, but man, I have no clue. Devo, what's your answer? Uh, the study of vampirism. Interesting. It's in Romania. Because <laughs> that's all that's ever going on in Romania. Kels? I said the science of long winded rants. <laughs> that's good and Andy the study of German prog rock sweep the leg you have a problem with that so have you ever heard the term spelunking oh come on is this exploration uh, of caves it's the study of caves, caves. seriously yep. wow oh man that's great that's a good question Curse you, Neil. <laughs> Curses! All right, at the end of round five, we have a couple people that broke into double di or triple digits. Kells has 85, Devo 115, and Andy 120. Ooh, a good year. Category Jeez, six. The Bears went to the Super Bowl, right? 85? Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Category six is world leaders. Oh, man. Oh, and question one happens to be Devo's double down. Oh, man. Double down. 
Question one, who was the premier of the Russian Socialist Federative Soviet Republic in 1920? Locked in. Uh, locked in. Locked in. David? Lenin. Kells? Uh, Lenin. And, and Andy? Lenin. It was Vladimir Lenin. Good job. By Lenin. Lenin. Oh. No. no. Come no. on. That nope, was great. No, no, that one. There's a flag on the play. Oh, it's too the officials easy. Officials are huddling. It's too easy. No, no, the, uh, is this a no fun league or what? <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Who was the president of the United States in 1920? Locked in. Uh, ooh. That would be, yep. Locked in. Oh, locked in. There's three levels of enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, the AP U.S. History guy is like, I got this. The D, D History guy is APA? like, AP History guy, AP U.S. History guy. Kels? Okay. I know Wilson was president uh, through the teens, and Harding took the presidency after him. So I went with Warren G. Harding. Andy? Oh, it's still Woodrow Wilson in 1920. Still? Yeah. And Deva? Uh, Wilson. Yeah, because Harding wouldn't take take office until... 21. 21. Uh, it was the election of 1920. So the correct answer is Woodrow Wilson. So close, Kells. Though technically, by 1920, his wife was pretty much running the show. That's why I just said Wilson instead of Woodrow Wilson. Very clever, Davo. Yeah. See, now, after the yeah. Lennon joke, you've redeemed yourself. <laughs> uh, question three. Who was the monarch of the United Kingdom in 1920? And for a bonus of two points, who was the prime minister of the UK? Oh. Locked in on both. What? You're, ama- you're amazing. No, I'm not. Seriously? I just got Harding wrong. So. <laughs> well, you got Wilson wrong. No, Harding was the wrong answer. So I got, I got Harding wrong. I'm locked in. Uh, Is everybody locked in? I am. I am. Yes. Start with. Start with Kells. I uh, said George V. Oh. And Neville Chamberlain. I feel very confident I was wrong on both. Uh, but I said King George V and Chamberlain. But I think it's too late for both of them. Or too early for both of them. Deva? Well, I remembered my Mary Poppins. And it's grand to be an Englishman in 1910. King Edward's on the throne. It's the age mm. of men. So I said Edward... And for the Prime Minister, I said Atlee. For some reason, that name popped into my head. Okay. Hmm. Well, the king was George V. Oh. And the Prime Minister was George, comma, David. Oh, David Lloyd okay. George. No. Lloyd David George. Was it? No. Yeah. There was a David Lloyd George, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, I don't know what his middle name was, but the Prime Minister was David George. George and George. Yes. George and George. That's kind of why I made it a bonus, just because I thought that was cute. Simon's <laughs> middle name is George. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I think you know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that something? <laughs> Question four. Christian X was the king of Denmark in 1920. What other country was he king of during that time? I feel like this is a little tricksy, but I'm locked in. Something is foul. It kind of requires you to know a little bit about Danish history, I suppose. Surprisingly, I know more about Danish as the donut. (laughs) Was he the Um, king of donuts? uh, (laughs) I'll guess time. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. Okay. Andy. Uh, King of Donuts. <laughs> Devo? I said Greenland. And Kells. I said Iceland. One of you is correct. Uh, it is donuts, on Andy. Donut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, at one point, Denmark was the... Uh, actually, I think they still are kind of the uh, the sovereign of Greenland. However... He was never the king of Greenland. He was the quick king of Iceland. Oh, good job, Kells. Until Iceland got its uh, independence sometime later. Nice. So, just a couple of trivia nuggets that I thought were kind of interesting when I was looking up world leaders at the time. During 1920, Portugal had nine different premiers. Whoa. Including one who served twice, one who died in office... And one who resigned the day he took office. What? So just during that year? During that one year, there were nine different premiers. They changed governments uh, at least nine times. (laughs) He does. And David Arquette was premier (laughs) of Portugal. (laughs) And another one that I thought was interesting was uh, Alexander of Greece, King Alexander of Greece. He died of sepsis. After a monkey bit him. A monkey? Wow. And then two different regents followed him. And then Constantine I was reinstated as king after his abdication from 1917. So he, Constantine gave up in 1917. Alexander took over. Alexander died. Constantine came back. And then he re-abdicated two years later. Because I guess he just really did not want to be king of Greece. (laughs) Good grief. <laughs> Maybe if he'd been the king of donuts, he would have stayed around. Stayed around. I, I would. That would do it. All right. At the end of round six, Kells has 115, Devo 145, and Andy 150. And so I think two of you are going to be unhappy with this final question. What? But I kind of oh. like it. Sound like me and Devo. I'm guessing you probably guess which two of you are going to be unhappy with it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the Treaty of Versailles took effect yes. on January 10th, 1920. Yeah. Rep- representatives of 32 different countries signed the treaty. 19 of those countries had more than one actual signatory, meaning more than one representative of each of those countries signed the document. Besides the U.S., Germany, U.K., and France... Name any 10 of the other 15 for 10 points each. Besides the one we all know. Yes, because that <laughs> yeah. would be too easy. That, oh, yeah, we couldn't give you points. 
So there are 15 others besides those four that mm-hmm. had two or more. Oh, have two or more. Oh, yeah. son of a... How would I know that? How would anybody know that? Why would they... <laughs> From looking at the list, it seems to me like the number of signatories was more or less indirectly related to how involved they were. Yeah, in the okay. All right. I'm just going to write it down because I need to. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. How is anybody supposed to know that? Oh, <laughs> uh, wait just one second, Bobble. Yes, it's your friendly podcasting fanatic. Here to shout out my trivia brothers from another mother, the Trivia Rogues. When you get a chance, pop on over to the Trivia Rogues and let Billy and the gang educate you on some things, Bubba. Funk on. And do remember to please look both ways before you cross my mind, baby. I'm done. Wow. Are you done for real or did you give up? No, I'm done. I got 10. You know he got 10. No. 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 (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm locked in. Mm, I need just one more. That's way harder when you take the big four off the table. No kidding. <laughs> this is like like playing Axis and Allies, but you can't play these four. <laughs> Wait, actually, I would I think... like to give. I I want to give a clue. There was a group called the Big Four, and he did not have one of them listed as a country you couldn't put down. That which is surprised correct. Why don't you just shut up? <laughs> <laughs> I have ten as well. The missing country from the Big Four is the first one I wrote down. Oh. Uh, Check out the big brain home girl. I'm sorry. Good train of thought. There were four countries. There were four countries that had five different signatories. Signatories? Signatories. Signatories, I think. And I eliminated three of them. Okay. Let's let's so I don't, I don't how... know if that's what makes them the big four or not, but hmm. Kels, did you finish? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm locked in. Okay. Okay, so I will go through the list. So starting with the ones that had two signatories, there was Romania, mm-hmm. Australia, Got yay! Got it. Greece, yay! Got it. Portugal, Got nope. It. Siam. At the time, no. You mean China? No. 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 Oh, oh, oh. Duh. Siam no, is uh, yeah. Thailand, right? Thailand. Yeah. Thailand. Yeah. Uh, Canada. Yay. Got it. India. Yay. Oh. Poland. Got it. Got it. The Kingdom of Hejaz, which is uh, Western Arabia, I believe. Mm, no. Mm-mm. South Africa. No. Ooh, never thought of that. And Brazil. Nope. Mm. By the way, a lot of the the countries that had a single signatory were almost all of them were South American or Central American, like mm. Bolivia. Um, yeah, I have Bolivia on my list. Yeah, they only had one. 
um, Nicaragua, Honduras, Panama, Ecuador. I didn't know they had anything to do with World War One. Probably sent troops. Um, or even if you were you agreed to be an ally and sent supplies or anything, yeah. you know, all joking aside, free bananas. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to be part of the the group. Okay, so those were the ten that had two signatories. Well, actually, Germany had okay. two signatories also. Um, the ones with three signatories were Yugoslavia, oh, that. Belgium, oh, got it, and Italy. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, that's the big four. That's the missing big four person. Oh, is it so, because uh, Italy only had three signatories? Japan had five. Yay! The uh, uh, got Japan. Is it, is, is um, oh yeah, I got that one too. So I got. I have a no. Finish the list. I'm sorry. That is yeah. the list. Okay. Uh, is it uh, China. I so I was wondering if that was going to catch somebody. China did not sign it. They had some kind of. Oh. Uh, they felt like they were tricked at some point. Japan and China were both super mad about the Treaty of Versailles, and in fact, it's going to be one of the leading elements to World War II. Yeah, hmm. and so there was a separate treaty between uh, Germany and China, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I remember reading that and thought it was interesting but i totally spaced on the details but well i I wrote down the ottoman empire for some reason no no No. yeah they were destroyed in world war one there was no ottoman empire after. yeah that's yeah i was just mixed Uh, up sorry i I scratched off poland to write down the ottoman empire (laughs) well that was a mistake on your part trivia nugget incidentally um one country signed the treaty of versailles but never ratified it. In other words, it, the country itself never accepted the treaty. What country is it? If it's a nugget, you just tell us. Um, I guess. Russia? Nope. Czechos- Sensei, do you know? Czechoslovakia. Nope. I don't know. The Spain. United States. Really? The United States Senate has to ratify the treaty. They refuse to. Because they did not want to join the uh, League of Nations, not the U- yeah, League of Nations, yeah. and so the treaty the treaty died in the Senate, and we never actually officially ratified it. We never joined the League of Nations. Hmm. It's what drove Woodrow Wilson to his breakdown. Wow. Huh. I didn't wow. know that. All right, Kels, how many did you get? It uh, looks like I got five. That takes you to 165, currently the lead. Deva? That's six. Six takes you to 205 in the lead. And Andy? I got eight. <laughs> that takes you to 230 points. Andy, congratulations. Thank you. I needed a good win. Yeah, it's a, it, it was a close game until the Treaty of Versailles came up. And... <laughs> You know, we're good to go. We won't mention your massive amount of history knowledge and the fact you teach history every day. I was going to say, I would like to say I'm a genius with American history. I am genuinely in the middle of teaching World War One right now. So yeah, um, if you'd have asked me this question six months, I don't know if I'd be as sharp as I am tonight. Well, lucky for you, the question came up now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing, Andy. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, Thank you sir. What are the current tournament standings, Neil? The current standings are Kells with 455, 
Andy with 490, and mm. Devo with 522. So Kells is in the lead over Andy by only 35 points versus 100 earlier today. And 67 points ahead of Devo versus, what was it, 100 and... 107. 107. Yeah, something like that. We're in striking a, distance, Devo. That was a big swing, man. That yep. was a big swing. So, how you feeling, Kells? You feeling the breath on the back of your neck? Never use that phrase again. Oh, sorry. And no. <laughs> Especially not when it relates to you, Devo. Yeah. <laughs> Please. I so, beg you. I implore you. It won't. I will not use that phrase again <laughs> until the next time. <laughs> so, from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Devo with Kells. Uh, don't boo. Vote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can no, vote you, no, you, no, you caught me. You just caught me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andy. So long, Alex Trebek. Indeed. Aww. And Neil. So the, uh, the author, F. Scott Fitzgerald, kind of summarizes or uh, personifies the 1920s for me. And he once wrote, it takes a genius to whine appealingly. Ooh. That's why I'm so good at it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm smarter than I realized. (laughs) (laughs) Signing off. Greetings and salutations, all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, how can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter at Little Brain. Or if Facebook's more your deal, you can look them up at Brain Little Productions. Hey, they've even got their own webpage. It's uh, BrainLittleTrivia.com. Now, if you're feeling generous... You can join a Patreon, where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44, and I'm glad you joined us. Oh, bye, I'm out. All right. I can almost smell the chicken nuggets. That's good. Hello. And what? what? <laughs> Could you <laughs> give us like a beat? I did. <laughs> Just like a beat. So we're Just... ready. Hello and welcome. <laughs> said, I mean, either either we're ready or we're not ready. Which is it? Jesus, that is terrifying. It scared That's the scary. hell out of me. So, you know, when I turned terrifying, hang it's on, like hang somebody on. is when I, like when crashing I... in on the game. Okay, okay, hang on. I thought I was turning myself up. I actually turned. Um, Turn the clips up. Okay. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved.